Hey, this is Sandra. This is Jess. And this is Emily. And you are listening to Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls Rewatch podcast. Welcome to Here Comes the Sun, the almost spinoff, but not really. I'm spin-off sorry. Spinoff attempt? Attempt. It was a backdoor spin- um, pilot, I believe. Well, in any case, it is technically still a Gilmore Girls episode, so we have to talk about it. Yes, absolutely. And we start off, and I had, I, when we start no. off in this episode. Hold on. Because before we go into the episode, we should probably explain. Oh, right. Jess isn't here today. Je- Jess is not here. Jess has, she has not. She has not been kicked off the podcast. Don't worry. She's, she's still around. She's going to be here. Um, just not in this episode. <laughs> we miss her tremendously. <laughs> but that being said, we can jump into the episode. Well, as it turns out, deadlines for us are getting closer. It is getting harder for us mm-hmm. to get our episodes scheduled. So... As what happened with me earlier in an earlier episode, and I had to bow out for a migraine, Jess has planned as well, and just to keep us on schedule. And you guys still get an episode. Yay! Yay! <laughs> also, I have no idea what my voice sounds like, but I prob- I might sound sick. My daughter brought home a cold. I'm fine. <laughs> Small children, man. Don't have They'll kids. They'll get you every time. Don't have kids. <laughs> Says the pregnant lady. Yeah, right? <laughs> We we do start off at Weston's though, and both girls are intense planning for mm-hmm. very different things. Very different. Rory is straight up finals planning. She has eight hundred thousand things to to do, and honestly, I love her hair. I think she looks gorgeous, and I wish Jess right. was here to comment on it. The layering is so good. It is. And then Lorelai is. I don't know if it counts as planning for europe if you're just trying to memorize phrases in different languages which by the way (laughs) (laughs) why is the question does antonio banderas live here and not where does antonio banderas live like you know what i mean i mean all of her questions are questionable well true (laughs) by the way it's does antonio banderas live here is vive antonio banderas aquí oh yeah and where does Antonio Banderas live, which is the question I would have asked, is donde vive Antonio Banderas? There you go. <laughs> Yay! You should have gone with them on their Europe trip. Right? At least you would have gotten them through Spain. I'm trying to, I can't think of any other No, Spanish. Spain is the only Spanish. Spain, Spanish. Portugal is, you know, Portuguese. Portuguese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, like it's on the same peninsula. When I went to France... I also bought the books. I did I buy mean, the books. That's fair. I think buying mm-hmm. the books to prep is fair, especially if you don't know the language. Right. And then we went to France, and it was kind of like what Lorelai said. Everyone speaks English anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of pointless. Anyway. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> Lane, Lane shows up. Yes. Well, and Rory is studying for finals like crazy. Yes. It should be noted. She's like in a finals mode. But, like, I don't remember high school finals being this intense. I remember college finals being this intense. But she does go to, like, a very fancy. Yeah. Mine mine were not, but mm. 
yeah, I wasn't in a private no. Ivy League prep school, essentially. Mm-mm. My private school, I mean, we had finals, but I got to admit, I was one of those people that didn't study. And if I would have studied, I would have done even better. Yeah. But I didn't. I finished off my senior year with straight A's, which was great. Mm-hmm. I also did not need to study, no. which did not do well for me in college. Exactly. Because you're supposed to learn how to study in high school for college. I didn't learn how to study in high school. And then college came and kicked my ass. Basically, so. yes. Saves. Yay. But Lane comes. <laughs> Lane shows up and she is she's going to look on the bright side. She is going to embrace the Seventh-day Adventist, Adventist colleges that she has promised Mrs. Mm-hmm. Kim she will go to. And she starts explaining that they're not as bad as you would think. There's two parks. Two of them. One for boys and one for girls. Yep. You don't automatically get suspended for owning, what was it, a Rolling Stones album? Rolling Stones, yeah. Now you can work off the demerits. Oh, And she lists all these things and Lorelai is just stuck on the very first one of, there's separate parks? Mm -hmm. I mean, valid Lorelai, but don't kick the girl while she's down. Right. (laughs) I mean, we don't really see this storyline play out too much, right? If if I'm correct. She does end up going to one close to home because mm-hmm. she has a steady group at home that right. Remy Malik guest right, stars yeah. in. And then I think it just kind of goes it away. It kind of, yeah, it's kind of dropped. Justice for Lane, guys. Oh. Poor Lane. I know absolutely nothing about Seventh-day Adventists, but. No, me neither. Separate parks is enough for me. Right? Ugh. But Rory is kind of over Lorelai at this point with her, all her, like, Lorelai-ness. It reminds me of the A Steady episode. I don't remember if it's earlier in this season or just earlier in the in the series when Rory's trying to study and Lorelai, I think, is also... Tr- it must be season one because she's also mm-hmm. trying to study but keeps getting distracted. And I want ice cream. Oh, and I think I that was this. season two, though, of uh, Graduation episode. Okay, yes, that makes mm-hmm. sense, because I think she was also studying for her finals, right, yes. Lorelai was, and that's kind of what this reminded me of, is just, but now Lorelai doesn't have her own studies to distract her, mm-hmm. so now she's distracting Rory even worse, Yep. in a time when Rory can't afford to be distracted. Apparently not. By the way, I, I looked up on Google Translate, sit, mm-hmm. just sit there and look pretty, right? Because I know... Everything individually, but not together. So what mm-hmm. Google Translate says is, Solo siéntate allí y luce bonita. I don't know if luce bonita is correct. That's just what Google Translate gave me. And I remember in high school, people used to do the Google Translate, but it was, you know, 10 years ago. And horrible. And horrible. So people would come up with the weirdest statements in Spanish. I'm assuming it's a little bit better now. So I think that's correct. One would hope. Don't quote me. I don't know how my mom right now. I can't ask her. Bonita is pretty though, right? Yeah. Or like beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know very few select words. (laughs) Well, we move on to our next scene where Lorelai is tiptoeing around the house, presumably at the crack of dawn. Like these girls already wake up to get to Luke's by 630 or whatever. So that Rory can be on the bus Presumably by seven because we have mm-hmm. no idea. School starts at eight, eight fifteen, somewhere. It's around been that. three years and I still don't know. Time loop, we don't know. Mm-mm. But she's trying not to wake up Rory. No, Rory's awake. 
We're just barreling out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's prepared because she has a list. She has a, a list. list of all the things. Mm-hmm. Studying, senior awards, organize a new student government, organize a new Why? student government. Why? Why is You're she in charge of that? That's the next. That's that's the next student government's job. Literally, we saw how the student government comes together in this season. Also, Paris is the president, right? Shouldn't not even like shouldn't that be Paris's job? But Paris is a control freak. She, I can't see her passing on the organization of the next government to anybody but herself. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. We see how they're elected. We see how they had to nominate. What? What are you doing? You won't be there, Rory. Anyways, Calm she down. also has to do the senior breakfast, finishing up the Franklin, convince Paris to give up the student gavel. A little late for that, don't you think? Right. And lastly, man the yearbook distribution table at the senior palaza. Palooza? However you say that word. Yeah. I always palooza because of Lala Palooza. Palooza. That's a lot. That is a lot. And we don't really know what our time frame is. Is like how many days of school are left. Is it yeah, a week? Good point. Or two weeks? Maybe two weeks. A month? I'm not sure. Is this March and Rory's just freaking out for no reason yet? <laughs> so my schedule when I was in high school was we finished a month earlier than the rest of the school, right? Oh, really? Yes. And so we finished in May instead of June. And then we had two weeks of finals and then one week of living, existing. I don't know. We just went to school and did nothing. Oh, we had a week of that. Yeah. Okay, you all did your finals. Now sit Mm -hmm. and essentially study hall or wander the building. We kind of just watched Mean Girls, (laughs) like, in multiple classes. Great movie, but (laughs) how many times can you watch that before getting sick of it? Exactly. And then we had graduation. So during that week, what we did was practice for graduation. Practice the walk. We practiced all this stuff. One kid refused to show up. And my teacher, like, he didn't come, the kid didn't come early. And my teacher refused to start the practice, the rehearsal, until that kid came in. Did the kid show? He did, with Starbucks. <laughs> he did. Oh, uh, there's a meme behind that. Mm-hmm. Walking in 20 minutes late with your Starbucks, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, in this case, it was an hour late, and there was like 200 oh kids God. that were really pissed at him. I remember my high school, We, I think we only had like an hour maybe that we practiced the graduation mm-hmm. but it was even more confusing is we practiced it in the theater at okay. the high school which would have been fine mm-hmm. the actual graduation ceremony was in the gym so why not just practice in the gym you know great question oh uh, okay unknown i'm assuming they pee was I mean, still in session or something i guess mm-hmm. i guess the gym was still in use and they didn't want to do the setup until it was time mm-hmm the gym was a new gym and also big and probably could have fit everybody. So why not just do it in there? Well, it definitely was... would have fit everyone, right? Because at um, the end of it. On mine? Yeah, in your gym, everyone would have fit because you did it in I... the gym, no? Yeah, I mean, in the, like the new theater. They had just built gotcha, a brand gotcha. new theater. Oh, yeah. Like, why massive... they wouldn't do it in the theater? Yeah, I don't know. Huh. I don't, I don't know. We weren't that fancy. Our gym was our auditorium. They were one in the same. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. We just had bleachers. Anyways, literally every moment of Rory's life for the next however amount of time is scheduled. Almost. Lorelai. She forgot. Yeah. Does mention. Luncheon. She forgot the luncheon. And also Rory realizes that she needs to fit in her grandma somewhere. 
because grandma needs help with her clothes. I agree with Lorelai in this point. Mm -hmm. Emily Gilmore has been dressing herself for years and at no point has turned up with her underwear outside of her outfit. And she dresses really well. Exactly. She has a great fashion sense. So why does she need Rory's help? Why in person? I mean, I guess this was specifically to get Miss Aline, our first introduction of Miss Aline, which we're not there yet. Mm -hmm. But other than that, was it to bring Emily and Lorelai together to finally have them duke it out a bit? But I'm thinking in like Emily's, like in Emily, why is she doing this? Is she doing this to steal Rory away a little bit? Right? Absolutely. But at this point, Rory's not even... Rory's barely spending any time with Lorelai. She's fully focused on school. She has things to do. Speaking of which, Lorelai says, don't go. And Rory says, no, we have to because we still haven't heard from Yale's financial aid. And it's a little bit... I don't know. Do you think that's a little manipulative? Sneaky? Um, I, I don't know. I think Rory understands, hey, for her to go to Chilton... They Someone had to have the grandparents' you. help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she knows the $75,000, the bulk of it is gone at least. We don't know how mm-hmm. much exactly, but the bulk of it's gone. So if she needs financing for Yale, there really is only one option. And we're going to talk about this financial aid. This is such a TV episode. There's so TV many show issues. Episode. This is not how financial aid is done. Those no. 75000 would not affect that first year. If anything, it might affect the second year. But even then, right? Also then, I didn't go through my school for financial aid. You don't. don't. You go through FAFSA. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving Anyways, on. We're not there yet. <laughs> um, because, oh my god, Luke is behind a door. Being singling, super sketchy. Weird. Mouthing. <laughs> Come mouthing. meet me out here. Don't tell Lori. Yep. Is what I think he's saying. I'm not quite sure. Um, but Lorelai goes out there and Luke is distraught because Jess is gone. We gone, do, gone. Before he tells her, we do get one really great line, though. Oh? Of, are you seriously afraid of Rory? I think you can take her. <laughs> I love that line. I will always love that line. <laughs> and they're so touchy. They are. She puts both her hands on like on the shoulder and on his arm. Mm-hmm. And, oh, he puts, you guys are flirting. Yeah. But uh, Luke is pretending he's not hurt. Not very well, but, you know, whatever. Um, But he's just worried about Rory because, you know, Rory and Jess were in a relationship and one half of that relationship just left. Yeah. Which, why didn't Luke notice last night? I guess because the light was off in the apartment when he came up, maybe, and he just assumed Jess was asleep. Or maybe Jess is sleeping over one of those buddies that he has that we've never seen. Just doesn't happen. No. But Lorelai tells Luke that she will tell Rory when the schedule permits, right? Mm -hmm. And thanks for telling me, Luke. Bye. But uh, Luke doesn't leave. He kind of lingers. And we get heartbreak. He tried so hard and he failed. He says, I failed him. He thinks he failed. Yeah. I don't think he did. I think he did the best he could with a a tough situation. Mm Mm-hmm. I truly think if Jimmy had not shown up, things would have turned out differently. I agree. I think Jess is very hard-headed at this yeah. moment and quite stubborn. And so is Luke. Right? I, say, I wonder where he gets it. Right? <laughs> so I understand the clashing. 
I understand Luke's feelings, but I don't think he failed him. Unfortunately, this was... It is what it is. I know... I know we make fun of Luke's proud parent moments when he's clearly yeah. not making the best choice, but he's so proud of the choice that he made. But he truly did the absolute best that he could for mm-hmm. Jess. And I will never, ever doubt that. And like you said, with Jess, he's hard-headed. He's stubborn. Mm-hmm. He's going to do what he wants because he is 17 when he shows up and has yet to have a parental figure in his life that he can actually trust and talk to. Seriously, though. And the good thing about the show is that Jess does realize this later on in the future. Right? Yes. We do get the resolution of that. But for now, Luke, unfortunately, and Jess is gone. (sighs) And we move on. um, To Jess. To Jess. We are in California. Jess is stepping off the bus Mm -hmm. into warm, sunny, beautiful beach-driven LA, mm-hmm. I think. It's LA, right? It's Venice Beach, yeah. Okay. Or Santa Monica, depending. S- somewhere yes. around there. Leather jacket and all. Yeah. Leather jacket, Imagine black that. pants, boots. How that jacket never comes off, I will I have no idea. never understand. One You're carrying time... a big-ass bag. Put it in there. It has to be hot <laughs> over there. One time we went to New York, me and my best friend, and we were both wearing black because we were going to a Fall Out Boy, My Chemical Romance, some emo concert. Right, so we were like, we need to wear black. It was the middle of summer. It was 98 degrees. Not the band. And we almost died. (laughs) Like, it's ridiculous how hot it gets. I wanted to specify something, too, that for you, Sondra, might be natural. But from a girl coming into the Midwest, I moved in with my brother who lives in Jersey in Mm -hmm. July one year. Mm. This was at the beginning. And I was doing job interviews in New York City. My goal was to move work and live in new york city oh i didn't know this and it was 90 degrees Mm -hmm. and i was in like a spaghetti strap dress and sandals and like my purse and there is there is a climate on the streets of new york city Mm -hmm. that you do not get outside of the city right because because there's no wind there is no wind that's the skyscrapers all the buildings they keep that heat trapped so jess knows this right yeah and he's going on a beach and wearing a leather jacket? This is just... They just wanted him in the leather jacket in California. Uh, it has to be entirely visual mm-hmm. of leather jacket, Jess standing on the beach. I think, yeah, this scene when he... There's a group of kids, not even a foot behind oh, yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Who invaded personal space first on this one? Oh, I think it's Jess. I just like f you in your sandcastle. I'm gonna stand right here, work around me. <laughs> basically, and then they they do uh, shove like sand on him, and As I do they think should. yeah, I think the kids were warranted because they're on a the beach, they're having fun, and there's this man just standing in their sandcastle. Like you look like you're gonna go rob somebody, Jess. Come on, right? The girls doing gymnastics in the background. Yeah, this scene is purely just visual. It almost reminds me of that you're in hell scene yeah when he steps off the bus like that just looking at his new surroundings in his eyes taking it in Mm -hmm. and we even have that like classic beach music in the background and then the beach boys right i I think it is the beach boys (laughs) are playing and it's like it's so californian i actually really like california i went to california twice in the past four years 
um, because my grandfather yeah. lives there. And um, we stayed in Burbank, and it's so nice there. It is so different from the East Coast. Yeah. Doesn't it's just LA, different. or maybe it's San Francisco, I feel like I read somewhere one of the big cities in California because it's kind of, it's lower sea level mm-hmm. um, and surrounded by mountains. So it has like its own special climate in reference to like the rest of the state. I, I'm not 100% sure. All I know is that you can't get a good bagel in California because of it. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Unfortunate for them. Not unfortunate for me. New York bagels are where it's at. Um, but wrong. we should go back to Gumball Girls. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, that was the scene. So we move back to Stars Hollow. And Lorelai arrives home to get the mail. And she gets a letter. And unfortunately, it's almost like the same identical scene to the pilot of, oh, wow, that's a lot of O's after that five. It really is. I even, spoiler for the next episode, I have the summary. And I even have, like, in my summary prep, gets the very repetitive news mm-hmm. of, hey, school's expensive. Did you know that? Right. And this is where we get that the 75000 has affected Rory's financial aid. Again. It's not coming from Yale. There's so much to this. That does not come from Yale. It, it does, does not, not come, come from to your Yale. school. Rory, at this point, would still be uh, Lorelai's dependent. That is fair. Right? They look at your previous year tax returns. Exactly. And the previous year, Lorelai, literally, uh, her business went on fire. Right? So I'm assuming she's either worked less or... I mean, it happened in the winter, definitely. Oh. But did it happen... Yeah, it might not even be the previous year. It, I mean, it might still, be the next year's. She's a single mother on mm-hmm. a single income yep. with, well, okay. let's be fair. I also know that when your parents are divorced, you only have to claim one of those incomes. Yep, you do. I know that too. And Yay, thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, I could claim my mom's. But like, this is not how it works. FAFSA, FAFSA was definitely a thing at this point. I'm not quite sure. I think Amy um, or whoever wrote this episode just does not, did not know college then in 2003. I'm going to go with she didn't care and she needed that too. She needed something to tie them back. Bring the grandparents back in. Yeah, that's fair. Also, and I don't know this for sure, but I believe I've read and heard that if you get accepted into an Ivy League school, and you don't have the finances to go, they will bend over backwards to find ways to get you the finances to go. Yeah, and also $75,000 to Yale is not a lot. It's, and that's a one-time payment. Mm-hmm. That was a, a one, that's, that's not a salary. That's not a... No. That's a lot to the average person. To Yale? I would love $75,000. <laughs> right, me too. But no. So, but yeah, we get like it's really just an a repeat of the pilot episode, and it's for a good reason, I guess, in the end, because we need Emily and Richard back somehow. Yeah. So we'd move on. We're back in California with Jess. He has found Jimmy's house. I can only assume from the phone book. Did he ever see <laughs> I Jimmy's never once to get thought the about this? No, he didn't because it was Luke. Yeah. But we get our first exposure hmm. to Sasha, or the Sasha. actress who plays Sasha, because mm-hmm. we will see her again later. We will, and we'll hate her. Yes. Sasha, I'm fine with Sasha. 
Me too. Actually, I agree with Sasha. Same. Um, she's a little wordy with the whole Wizard of Oz sketch. It is very much Amy Palladino or ASP can only write one kind of dialogue. Yeah. And it's the but, same dialogue. <laughs> yep. But he gets admitted and Sasha, poor woman, finds out that her living boyfriend we're mm-hmm. not entirely sure of the relationship by the way he has a son that he is apparently never told you about yeah and also she has 10 dogs i just That's need to two, point that out and at least two cats and at least two cats i mean good for her for basically running a foster house for animals yeah that's way too many i couldn't dogs. do it but good for her also if somebody says which ones bite and she goes oh just those two and walks away like Girl, you're you're Which looking do? for yeah, you're you're looking for a, to get sued. Also, this kind of reminded me, and this is so niche, but I know you watched How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. That Robin, Robin has five dogs, five dogs but in then, a New York City apartment. Yes, but later on, it's like recon. Uh, like they never show the dogs. Anytime they're over at the apartment, the dogs are no longer there. Sometimes they'll have barking in the background. If this spinoff would have gone off, would there have been 10 dogs every episode? That's a lot of dogs. To be fair, in How I Met Your Mother, there is an entire episode in be- with a fight between Ted and Robin where Robin they ends have up to getting get rid, rid of, of her dogs. Yeah, because it, it's not viable for a TV show to have so many dogs at once. Also, Josh Radner, the actor who plays Ted, was horribly allergic to dogs. Oh, well, there's that, so too. That, that, that was the actual reason. Uh but also, it's terrible to have five dogs in a tiny New York City apartment when Robin any wrong show, wrong show, wrong show. <laughs> we'll do that podcast <laughs> in three years. Um, but basically, ten dogs is too much. But Jess is like, it's cool. I'll just wander around. Yeah. Well, so Sasha says, "Let me call his work." Right. See right. Where right. he's at. And so Jess decides to wander around. He finds who I equate to basically cupboard worry. Yeah. Is what I've, I mean, her name is Lily in the show, but mm. again, also, ASP only knows how to write, I guess, one teenage girl. Yeah, like, if she wants to write a good teenage girl, like, good as in pure, uh, good girl, good, girl, good it's going to be the Rory Gilmore archetype. Yep. And that is Lily. But she hides in cupboards, which yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, very cute. This sounds cozy. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could fit in a cupboard, but I cannot. I remember when I was younger, I always wanted to transform my closet because it was like not a walk-in, but it had space. And I was like, oh if gosh. I can make it into a, lo- a nook or something. And then my mom was like, but where are so you going to your closet? Clothes? Yes, exactly. I had an aunt, Jenny. She had Down syndrome um, and she passed away years ago. Mm-hmm. But she, she had a lane closet. Oh, I'm so jealous. And it was fantastic. And she hid in there and she would like blast NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and Spice Girls and just like all the 90s mm-hmm. flashback pop groups. An introvert's and, dream. And I loved it. But she had the closet and I was jealous. But as Jess is walking around... In a very eclectic house that does not yes. match anything that he likes. Very orange. He finds he finds a room mm-hmm. that is just 2.0. Just 1.0? <laughs> Maybe, but it's wall-to-wall records. And books. And books. Are we 
supposed to believe that Jimmy Mariano is a book reader or is that Lily's? I'm going with Jimmy. I'm going. We are supposed to take it that Jess walks into this room and this is Jimmy's man cave, Mm -hmm. for lack of a better word. And this is his domain. Wall to wall records and constant reading. So it's, oh, so this is where Jess gets it. Not from Liz. Absolutely not from Liz. (laughs) Not from Liz. Which I'm standing by it. I think they chose a great actor to play Jess's dad. I see a lot of physical characteristics between them. I think he did the mannerisms very well that could translate from like father to son unintentionally. Mm -hmm. And now, oh, look, he has all the same interests, which are books and music. Yeah. Um, how, How do you think Jess is feeling in this moment? Vindicated or like sad? Both. I don't know. Like, oh, this is where I get it. But also, yay, he abandoned me to. Yeah. Like, we could have been two peas in a pod. Uh, going back to Connecticut, it's the senior Palooza. And Madeline and Louise are having a whole conversation on jean jackets. And I gotta oh, ask you. Oh, my God. Jean jackets are out. They're out. They're out of fashion. We don't have our fashion girl today. So I'm sad. Yeah, Jess. Right? Um, but Emily, are you a jean jacket person? With the right outfit? Yes. I love a jean jacket. I have a regular jean jacket and then I have a pink one and I love my pink one. Ooh. Yeah. I love me a jean jacket, but- Pink one is very Lorelei to me. Yeah, it is a little bit Lorelei. Get a Sherpa lining in there. It'll be great. (laughs) (laughs) But Rory arrives to the senior palooza and thankfully Madeline and Louise are actually helping with the yearbook distribution. And when I say they're helping, I mean they got two guys to help. Well, the guys are just bringing the boxes in, Mm -hmm. which is nice because I'm sure that would have taken a long time for those two girls. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll also find out later that they have other motives for taking over that Oh, yes. Oh, yes, they do. (laughs) But Rory, meanwhile, gets a phone call and it's Emily upset that Rory hasn't called her because God forbid this girl is busy. How dare you not take time out of your incredibly busy schedule of trying to graduate high school so you can go to the Ivy League you've been accepted to come over and dress me. Dress her. That's 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 what that phone call is. Mm-hmm. She really needs to know what to wear. So unfortunately, uh, you know, it's there's a little discussion of like, what are your friend's grandparents wearing? And she goes over to Madeline and Madeline's Ugh. just like the pearls that I'm hopefully getting when she dies. Right? Like, so, yeah. Gross. (laughs) So, it's not great advice. Uh, Rory decides, okay, you know what? I'm just going to go over. And she has to tell Lorelai, who is across the room. The cruise night table with the one and only Paris Paris Geller. Paris Geller. Um, And I don't know why Lorelai thought she can take a phone call in while she's working with Paris and not think that Paris would be, like, on her. To be fair, Paris was not right there when she answered, and it is her daughter calling, who is probably one bad reaction away from the breakdown. (laughs) Breakdown, yeah. But, you know, Paris does catch her, and Paris lectures her, and Lorelai seems frightened, vaguely. Scared of Paris? Mm Mm-hmm. I get it. I would be, too. It's, It's an ongoing theme. Mm-hmm. The phone call, at which Paris says, okay, I'm going to go find Rory for something. I don't remember. Rory is standing at the door to what I can only assume is a cafeteria at Chilton, 
So, like, Paris, look to your left. There she is on the phone. <laughs> yeah. And anyway. Lorelai's just like, run. Run, run, run. <laughs> but Rory has to, you know, explain, okay, well, I'm going to go to Grandma's. You come pick me up at 7 or whatever mm -hmm. time to come get me. And Lorelai prays to God that the list is in her purse. Right, yeah, because she needs the list. Uh, we don't get whatever list. Yeah, we don't get told what list, but Paris wants it on the desk. But we get back to California. Jimmy, um, he has stepped away. We found out in the last scene Jimmy has stepped away, but he should be back any minute. So Sasha is going to walk with Jess over to his work to show him where it is, so they can figure out what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Lily has a neighbor, I assume, who's going to step in and watch her, which. For how long yeah. they're gone, I don't feel like that's necessary. Yeah, she's in that in-between age where she could be a babysitter or she needs a babysitter. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't you don't know which it is. Yeah. So I get it. Um, but what I thought was funny was Sasha's walking around and she knows random people. Everybody. Right. And it reminds me of Stars Hollow. Right? But in California. But in California. In Venice Beach. Yeah. Population millions. Yes. More than 9,000 for sure. Yeah. But that just goes to show how popular and lovable Sasha is supposed mm -hmm. to be. She's going to sew up the man's pants who runs the carousel because his keys keep falling mm -hmm. out. Yep. Man is lucky he can get into his house. <laughs> this is before Apple tiles and whatever else you could attach to your keys if you lost them. Yeah, you just lost them and you got screwed They're just over. gone forever. Yeah. <laughs> But we do get to Dante's Inferno, which is apparently Jimmy's restaurant. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming it's still a recent opening since they're having a pickle jar debate. Yes, um, which I thought was funny that they had a pickle jar debate because I feel like we've had a pickle discussion with Luke's, right? And now all of the men in Jess's life, the two, work in food. Also, I think oi with the poodles already should be oi with the pickles already. <laughs> because there are just so many pickle discussions there in the are. show. We have the pickle train that gets derailed later on. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of awkwardness. Yeah. Real quick, I want to ask. Mm -hmm. There is a certain actor in this scene. Will he be in your references? He will not be. Who is it? I don't remember his name, but he was from Pete and Pete on Nickelodeon. <gasps> he He's was older from Pete, Pete and Pete. He is Danny Tamparelli's older brother in Pete and Pete. I 100% yes, connected it. Yes, he is the older Pete and Pete. The ginger. Yes. I also think for some reason his last name might be Morano. I don't remember. I remember Danny Tamparelli's name. Oh, he kept, he kept doing things. Michael Morona. Morona. Yes, that's 100% him. Very similar sounding to Mariano. <laughs> I am anyway. sorry that I missed him and he will not be in our guest stars, but I'm glad you pointed him out. Shout out to Michael Morona, Morana, however you say <laughs> that last name. Glad you lived on past Pete and Pete. Okay, so there's awkward, you know, Very Sasha is like, hey, your son's here. And it's just, and she's oof. just, she's smiling. She's simmering. A, she's putting a good face on it. For the kid that she doesn't know uh -huh. who's standing right next to her. And Jimmy's looking at it and is like, oh. I see death in my future. Right? Like, I saw her smile and I was like, wow, she's pissed. She's going to murder somebody. Yeah. And it might be Jimmy. Yeah. And I would support it. Mm-hmm. 
again, I, my note is just how is Jess not dying of heat? Because holy <sighs> crap. Um, <laughs> that's my whole note about this. I gotta tell you, the California scenes, eh. You know? I get it. Mm-hmm. I get why it didn't get picked up. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. That's the end of the scene, right? Did anything else happen? Jimmy points out the sites and kind of talks about where they right. are and how the beaches go. Isn't this where Jess tells him, like, hey, I'm not here to bust your balls? Yes. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not I'm not here to wreck you over the coals. I'm just, I'm just here. You came to see me. I came to see you. And I would have figured that if the spinoff would have happened, we would have had that big emotional, like... You left me as a kid. Yeah. Kind of discussion. But we don't. And unfortunately, we, this is never resolved. We do get an emotional fight in a we couple do. more scenes. Just not about that. Yeah. But going over to the Gilmores, we have Rory arriving at the Gilmore residence and we meet Miss Celine, aka Alex Bornstein. Aka, I cannot remember her name for the life of me for some reason. <laughs> Drella, the harpist from the pilot. We get another like pilot person. Yeah. It's almost like they're trying to do a lot of things in this episode. Well, <laughs> as far as what I understand, ASP and Alex Bornstein are very good friends. Yes. And as we know, Alex was supposed to play Suki, mm-hmm. but because of other commitments could not follow through. Yeah. So it makes sense that ASP is just like, I'm just gonna make a role for you you haven't been in an episode in a while let's just create something and the ties to family guy and everything it's almost like these two shows i actually caught an episode of family guy recently and i don't ever watch family guy but it was on right um it was sunday night and we were whatever and they mentioned gilmore girls in the episode and i was dying oh is that the episode where they make out at the end of the scene no it's not but that sounds gross (laughs) no it's just they were just saying like and now we're watching gilmore girls the the show where they talk so fast or something like that um and i was just like it's a gilmore girls reference in family guy (laughs) yeah if i remember i haven't seen that episode in a very long time but if i remember correctly it goes to like the girls sitting on their couch in the living room and they're just talking really fast back and forth. Mm-hmm. Did that happen? Yep, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Okay. I think the last line is, and I don't know why I would make this up, so I I feel like I'm accurate in saying this, is something about want to make out, and the other goes, yes, and then it cuts away. Oh, it might have ended that way. I don't Which know. Just, we were half the like, session. <laughs> you, uh, family guy, I love you, but this show's yeah, weird. <laughs> it is very weird. But Miss Celine is also very weird. She's Emily's fashion consultant again i wish we had a fashion person um and she knows a lot about fashion about movie stars and um she's a little bit dramatic a little bit a lot of it rory rory (laughs) walks in and oh my god it's sabrina it's sabrina dear a waif with eyes yep just a waif with eyes she gets renamed to audrey for the rest at this point, Rory Gilmore is apparently Audrey Hepburn, and she will, as such, be referred to as Audrey by Miss Celine for the rest of forever. Do you think Miss Celine actually knows all these stars she keeps mentioning, or do you think it's just people that look like stars, and she says she knows them? I would think she does, mm-hmm. because if she didn't, I think Emily would know. That's fair. And Emily would not 
either her fashion sense is so great that Emily's willing to look over the eccentric eccentricity yeah. weirdness, mm-hmm. or Emily would not hire a liar. I understand where you're coming from, but here's my rebuttal. She's also just crazy. <laughs> Miss Lean is a crazy old woman, and who has very good fashion sense, so Emily deals with it. And when so, she says, oh, Natalie would, right? In her head, in. Yeah, in her head, she really thinks it's Natalie Wood. Never mind that Natalie Wood was famous 40 years ago. And died. Yeah. And was super dead, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, for two decades. Yeah, I, it's just, yeah, we, it's a mystery. Let's put it Miss up there. Celine is Miss Celine. Yep, period. Who she has worked mm-hmm. with, we do not know. But we get back to Chilton. Madeline and Louise are at the yearbook table. They are handing out yearbooks. But hey, whenever you come up and give them your name, they open to a certain page in the yearbook, rip out a page, and hand you the yearbook. Mm-hmm. What the hell is the staff at Chilton doing? I'm not quite sure. I don't know why the students aren't like, okay, fine. The students are giving it out, but at least have an advisor or a teacher around. Nope. There, there should be at least, this is this is the senior lunch, senior celebration. Something Palooza. is what yeah. it feels like. There should be at least two to three teachers in this room supervising. It just kind of seems like Lorelai in the back with the with is Harris. the only adult in the room. Mm-hmm. And you have two of your seniors vandalizing every single yearbook <laughs> that goes out. And why are they doing that, Emily? Oh, because it has a really bad picture of them in it. Yeah. The poor poor Brad. Brad. Poor, poor Brad comes over and is like, that's the only one that had a picture of me. So they just rip off the corner, presumably of his picture, and give it to him. Like, at that point, just switch out. Give him an untorn yearbook. I almost wish uh, they would have just, like, marketed out their faces or something and just right? give him the entire page. Or, also, I don't know about you, I did not know what was in my yearbook before I got it. Me neither. How does Brad know that is the oh, only picture of You know him? what? That's a lie. Because I did work on yearbook. Oh, and so maybe he was on the yeah. yearbook planning committee mm-hmm. or something? Yeah, that's okay, what I that would, would make sense. I would think. But don't you think Rory would have been so pissed if she would have, like, because technically she was supposed to be doing this, right? Yeah. So. But she's not there. Yeah. Paris is not pissed about this? Paris is very distracted by the fact that nobody is buying cruise night tickets. Mm, yeah. Which I'm fair. also shocked that she volunteered to help sell the cruise night tickets after the speech she gave about how terrible a cruise idea is. Yeah, and apparently everyone agrees because only six people bought tickets. Yeah. And she tells Lorelai, unbutton your top. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Paris, don't be weird. Yeah, You're weird enough weird. as it is. We love you. We love you for it. Lorelai literally has to say, stop staring at my boobs. Yeah. That's weird. This is very, uncom- yeah. this is very uncomfortable. But they do have a little bit of a conversation. Yeah. The uh... So have you decided where you're going to go to college? And is she... Paris is torn between Columbia, Princeton, and Yale. Yep. And all for different reasons. Columbia is a straight Lorelai move. Yes. And only in there to piss off her mom. And she can't go to Princeton because of Jamie, because if she goes, then she'll be pulling a a Felicity and Mm -hmm. going to a college just for a boy. But Lorelai makes a very good point there. Mm -hmm. I think of 
don't like just go where you want to go if you want to go to Yale go to Yale if you want to go to Princeton go to Princeton but don't let somebody else's choices or feelings about where you go don't let that be the reason you decide yeah okay I have to admit something when I was in eighth grade I took a test called the co-op test which was Mm -hmm. you were supposed to take uh in order to go to high school right Mm -hmm. um a private high school and I had several different choices. I had this one academy that would have been girls only, another one that would have been girls only, or one that would have been co-ed. Mm-hmm. I was not boy crazy at the time. I've never really been boy crazy. But I was like, I don't really want to go to an old girls school. And my crush was going to the co-ed school. I did not go to the school that I went to because of my crush. It just so happened that he also went there. I maintain that <laughs> to this day. To this day. <laughs> but, you know, it was in the back of my mind. That's a very different thing of... There's a big difference between going to an all-girls school and going to a co-ed school. Yeah, there is. Whether somebody you know is at one or each of those schools. Mm-hmm. The way Paris words it is, she doesn't feel like she can go to Princeton because Jamie is there and it's gonna look, look it's going to look like she went there for him. And Lorelai's reasoning is if you want to go to Princeton, essentially, if they have all of your requirements and that's where you want to go, don't let him being there stop you from going. Yeah. Which I think is a is a great point. It's great advice. It is. We do know where she ends up deciding to right, go. Right. <laughs> because there is no hesitancy about Yale. No, it's just on the list. It's just on the list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we are back in California. Yep. Back at Jimmy's house. They walk in and cabinets are getting slammed. And the standard woman of the house is pissed. Sounds are coming from the kitchen. Yeah. And like, not subtly either. Lily is hiding in the wardrobe again. Yep. Right? Yep. It, do you get the impression that this happens often where Jimmy and Sasha are fighting like this in front of Lily. Mm, no, I think we don't get a big enough. Yeah, clue. we really don't. We don't get a big, get a big enough picture. Mm-hmm. Lily seems to just enjoy hiding in confined spaces. They're really all three of them. Maybe Jimmy, the least of them are all caricatures at this point. Yeah. They really have no substance to them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's pissed. Jimmy said, give me a minute. Give me five minutes. Give me ten minutes. Jess is, I saw a bookstore on the boardwalk. I'm going to go there. Come find me later. And Jimmy walks into the kitchen. Sasha's just sitting on the counter, beer in hand. Mm-hmm. Presumably she's just been sitting there slamming cabinets, not moving at this point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I always this- took it as the, the slamming of the cabinets came first and then she sat there. But you know what? I Wouldn't it have been funny? <laughs> and she's just standing there opening a cabinet door and slamming it slamming and opening it. it and slamming it. But she eventually cools down enough to tell Jimmy to take out the spare mattress oh, from but the closet. Can we discuss a little, have a little bit of their discussion before we get there? Oh, of course. They have an argument. They have an argument because, by the way, as far as, far as we can tell, Jimmy has never told her that he has a son that he does not see. And mm-hmm. as a mother, we already know that is a very high priority for her, which means mm-hmm. if she knew he didn't, he had a son and he was not involved, she probably would not have stuck around. Yeah. He lied about where he was going. He did. 
He said he was going to Sacramento, not Connecticut. And it hits home the fact that Sasha had no idea that Jess even existed. Yeah. In the first place. This, to me, would be, like, deal breaker. You get out of my house. That's fair. I mean, I will say, like, I think this is teach their own. Each person needs to. But, like, to lie straight to your face, I'm going to Sacramento instead of Connecticut. What Mm -hmm. if something happened to you? Yeah. What if you went missing? I've heard this one story about this guy that went missing in, like, Pennsylvania and ended up in Washington uh, State. Right. Uh, Many years later. And because he was homeless. And at that point, like, he couldn't remember that he was from Pennsylvania. Oh, God. And it's like, what if something happened like that, Jimmy, where you were hit by a car and lost your memory and you're in Connecticut instead of Sacramento? Like, tell people where you're going. (laughs) That's a PSA. Tell people where you're going, just in case. I'm going to throw it out there. The main reason I am glad that the uh, spinoff did not work is because the way Jimmy is portrayed in this episode, I would have hated him. And it would have made me hate the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not my favorite. He's really not. He's very sloppy. He's very sloppy. He's outright He's outright lying to his partner about multiple things, mm-hmm. and not small things either. Big, no, I have a kid. life-changing things. things. Yeah. He obviously doesn't think anything through. Hey, get the spare mattress out. Why do I need that? For just to sleep on. He's going to sleep here. How long is he going to be here? Did you think about any of these questions? No. How old are you? Old enough. This feels like weaponized incompetence. It does. That wasn't Actually, a thing back then, but it feels like it. It, it, it was. It just wasn't named, yeah, I think. Yeah. How old do you think he is? Do you think they had him when he was like 18 or something? That's... I mean, they were married. Oh, they were married. Right, because... Mm, were they married? I thought so. It stuck in my head that they were married. Maybe they weren't. Because Liz is Liz Danes. But that could... She could have easily changed her name I'll after my, the divorce. My yeah. aunt just got divorced. and we, yeah. we just got the letter that she's officially changed her name back. And she was Ooh. super excited. My grandma's like, welcome back to the family. And she was like, <laughs> when was I not part of the family? <laughs> oh. Conversely, though, my mom never changed her name First off, because of me, mm-hmm. but secondly, because of the paperwork. Yeah, that's a pain in the ass. It really is. But anyways, he knows nothing, which pisses Sasha off again. She's just like, you know what? I'm going to leave. I'm going to go collect the pizza. I don't even care about the delivery guys who are stoned, apparently. <laughs> After six, they're too stoned <laughs> to find the house, which, to be fair, it looks like it's kind of tucked away and it's got like this really... It's got this privacy fence around the mm-hmm. entire thing. That's how a lot of uh, houses in California are. Yes. It, it, yeah. remi- it reminded me of the house. I don't know why it reminded me of this house because they're not exactly the same. But, um, oh, God, with uh, Paul Rudd and uh, Jason Siegel. Uh, I know in them both individually. They're in a movie together. Movie. That's fantastic. And it's with uh, Rashida, whose last yes. name I can't remember. Jones. Yeah. Her and Paul Rudd are engaged, and Paul Rudd has no friends. So she's like, you need to get out and make friends, because he doesn't have, like, a best man or anything for the wedding. So he ends up meeting Jason I think it's Siegel. Best man. I I love you, man. I love you, man. Yes, yeah. it's I love you, man. For some reason, that this house reminds me of I love you, man, which I don't I don't know why. <laughs> I have never watched that movie. But uh, I love everyone involved. Oh, my. It, watch the movie. 
Jason Segel does a fantastic Andre the Giant impression. Jason Segel is just fantastic in general. That's he our is. second How I Met Your Mother person. Anyways, she leaves. And, like, I feel like Jimmy is just not. He's not getting it. He's not right in the There's head a or reason. I don't know. There's a reason he is. He tells Jess later, it's just in the last couple of years I started getting my life together. Mm-hmm. Clearly. <sighs> but we get back to the Gilmore Mansion. We still have Miss Celine. She is still there dressing them. Lorelai walks in, and apparently she is Natalie Wood, as we mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. That is kind of the extent, other than Richard also loves being dressed by Miss Celine. But the outfit has been decided, it sounds like. The blue dress. Right, a blue dress. Uh, Miss Celine is packing up. Lorelai shows up to pick up Rory. And we get some tension between Lorelai oh, and yeah. Emily. Lorelai still trying to, to smooth the way. And mm-hmm. Emily still saying, "F you know," essentially. Basically, yeah. And it turns into, "Why is dinner not being served? Dinner is served every night at seven. Lupe comes in. Dinner's ready. No, it's not. You can't stay for nope. dinner. Go make the salad, Lupe. It's already salad's already made. <laughs> Poor Lupe." Yeah, Emily is so immature here. And like, there's a moment where Lorelai says, "Ah, that's where I get it from," and I'm like. That is where you get it from. I don't understand Emily's logic here. She Mm -mm. threw a massive fit that getting paid back by Chilton is going to make Lorelai never come back to the house. So she punishes her by making her fight her way back in? Like, where where is Lorelai's incentive to do this? Like, at this point, if Lorelai was like, you know what? Fine, I'm done trying. I tried and Mm -hmm. stopped. I wouldn't blame her at all. Yeah. It's a self-fulfilling Emily's prophecy. not great here. And Rory, poor Rory is just in the background suffering. Of like, like she, I'm sure the list is going through her head of all the right? things. It's dark now. It is. It's because seven. it's seven o'clock. She's been there for and, hours. Hold on. It's May. It should not be dark. It should not be dark. It should be. It usually gets dark in the East Coast probably at eight. Yeah. Uh, Whatever. But regardless, um... Rory is just kind of dealing with this. Uh, Lorelai straight up just leaves. She's Rory like, can oh, stay well, for dinner. Rory can stay for dinner. Well, Richard comes in and, and right, right, ruins right. Emily's plotting to make Lorelai not stay. Emily, my God, it's 7.03. Why aren't we, why are we not eating dinner yet? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dad, Rory was going to stay for dinner. Oh, great. I'm thrilled. I love Rory. We have no plans. We didn't mention this before, right? But when Richard came down, when Miss Celine was there, and Miss Celine was like, she's like Audrey Hepburn, right? And I think uh, Emily says, but more beautiful, right? And Richard says, very much so, or something like that. Yeah. That was such a cute moment. That's very grandparent to me. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you're right. Richard is just, he just loves his granddaughter. Oh, you're staying for dinner? That's excellent. You just made a boring evening even better. Love it. Uh, yeah, well, Lorelai does not get the same warm welcome from anyone. Well, I didn't sense any hostility from Richard. That's fair. No hostility, just no attention. Which is kind of the norm. It is, unfortunately. So she leaves, and Rory is just like, hey, you're my ride. Hi. You can't just leave me. You're my mother. 
right and you know my list and you're trying to abandon me to the woman who made me postpone things to come dress her yeah (sighs) but Lorelai kind of has the breakdown that you're talking about she's done trying if Emily doesn't want to do this then fine fine she's not welcome here and she doesn't care to try to be anymore so Emily will continue playing the victim of oh my daughter hates me and Lorelai will continue playing the oh my mother hates me because honestly emily Mm -hmm. you're acting like you do kind of and rory goes in to grab her stuff and emily blames lorelei right as emily is wont to do Mm -hmm. blames lorelei for making a scene and rory straight up tells her you're both being stupid i think no she didn't say oh yeah i think think you're being really stupid stupid. emily's face of scandal is uh, first off amazing but, like, can you, you imagine telling go, Emily, Gilmer, Emily Gilmer that? I am so proud of Rory in this moment. Because she does not Same. stand up to her grandparents ever or often. Very often, no. I can and think this, of, like, two other times and that's yeah. it. Yeah. So for her, and, and I think that just goes to show, like, how stressed Rory is right now with everything. Mm-hmm. For, for her to snap something out like that. But good for her. Definitely. But Rory and Lorelai continue on to Stars Hollow. But real quick, before we go on to the scene, as they're driving through um, the square, you see a little yoga group. Yeah. In the square at night. It's like eight o'clock at night. Night yoga. Like, what, what is this night yoga group and how can I be a part of it? Like, I wish I could do something like that. I bet you it's free, too. Oh, yeah. Like, I bet you it's like a community driven thing. You don't even have to pay for it. Just a group of women. Hey, show up. Doing yoga. God, I wish I could do that. Same. But yes, Rory and Lorelai are driving past Luke's and they get stopped at the light. Lorelai refuses to run it because she can't get another ticket. And that's when Rory sees Luke. Who is sweeping his front step. Mm-hmm. Because who... Maybe this is a generational thing, but I don't sweep the sidewalk. I don't either, but when I worked for the movie theater, we had a sweep outside so i get it but luke as the owner is making the conscious decision <laughs> to sweep that the is sidewalk that which is very I, true. I will sweep the sidewalk in front of my house like if we've mowed recently i'll make mm-hmm. sure there's not mm-hmm. grass clippings everywhere you know we'll clear the sidewalk i don't even think i do that to be honest <laughs> i do that also specifically because uh grass clippings are very bad on the road for motorcycles oh i didn't know that it limits the traction that they the wheels can get on the road oh that with the I grass mean, it clippings. definitely makes sense yeah so PSA, um, clear off PSA. the grass, cl- grass clippings from the road for motorcycles. <laughs> I don't think me and my mom have cut the grass in five years because the guy downstairs cuts the grass. That's fair. Yeah. So. But uh, Luke runs inside. <laughs> yeah, he kind of sprints inside, desperate to get away. And Rory's like, hey, why did Luke's Luke weird. <laughs> run in? And uh, Lorelai has to explain Oh, about... Jess. The thing is, is that this is not really news to Rory. She saw him I on think the bus. She kind of knew. I think that's why her schedule is filled to the brim and nowhere on that schedule is spend time with Jess. Well, Rory has always been academic over boys. That's true. So with how everything she needs to do to finish up the school year, I'm not entirely surprised. I do think... 
if she didn't have some kind of suspicion that Jess was like gone gone, that -hmm. there would have been some kind of notation of try to find time. Because like we've seen this with Dean before Mm -hmm. where she's put school above Dean. Yeah. And Dean is a... Dean gets pissed. A little bitch. Um, but no, he gets pissed and is like, you need to spend time with me. Yeah. Jess is not like that. No, not at all. No. But Jess offers also, to Jess tutor her. <laughs> yeah. Jess is also not there. Yeah. Lorelai says she Luke doesn't think that he's coming back. And Rory says, I don't think he's coming back either. Yeah. It's pretty sad. Lorelai does tell Rory about Jimmy, right? No. She- or just that he's gone. Luke never told Lorelai about Jimmy, so she says, Luke knows where he is, but he didn't tell me. Okay, okay. Sorry, I, I let I let the Netflix just go, so I also got the, um, <laughs> the, the Jess call at the graduation, where she does right. talk about that, so. Mm-hmm. Overlap. Um, but, like, it's such a sad scene that Lorelai is just like, F it, let's go home, and she runs the red light. And guess what? There was a police officer hiding, and she definitely got stopped. She can't afford uh, another ticket. another ticket. Does this now mean she has too many points on her on her license to to continue having a valid license, or more likely, she has to take like a defensive driving course to get a couple knocked off? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works in Indiana. I don't know how it works in Connecticut. I I don't know either. Every state system is different. All I know is that. This would have been one of the moments where I would have been like, oh, I wish there was a cop waiting as she went through because it would have been so funny. And then it actually happened. And I was like, oh, it was not actually that funny. I actually just kind of feel bad. No, if it was somebody in front of me who I did not know, mm-hmm. like, vindication. I was like, right. There's a couple of intersections in my town that during rush hour, cars will sit, it'll turn red and cars will sit in the middle of it. It happens everywhere. Oh. It's a pain in the mm-hmm. ass and it's annoying as hell. One car did this, and the cop that was sitting behind us pulled out into the turn lane around and went over and pulled that guy over. And I was like, yes! (laughs) Give him a ticket! The worst thing that ever happened, this is such high part, really, that's not true at all. (laughs) But one time I was with my best friend, and unfortunately, we were at a pedestrian stop. There was someone who was on their phone looking down oh, at their no. phone not wanting like it didn't look like they were going to cross right so my best friend kept going and that was a traffic uh stop so the police immediately stopped her and said you should have stopped for the pedestrian $500 ticket holy shit yeah thankfully no points but $500 that's not um, a small amount of money it's not and we were i mean she kind of tried to argue it she was like they were on their phone. They weren't even looking at the road. And he was like, you have to stop anyways because it's a pedestrian stop. Uh, you can fight it in court. I was like, this sucks. Yeah. I hate getting stopped by the police. Yeah. Ugh. I don't blame yeah. her. I guess. I mean, I, I guess it's smart to like make the stop, see them not moving and yeah. then go. But yeah, like we real like it was one of those situations where we were like, yeah, we uh, were. Wrong. Yeah. But also $500. That is ridiculous. Yikes. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, Rory looks defeated. She is sad. Jess is gone. But I guess kind of resign. Because she, yeah. she knew. 
She's doing her list. She's yep. doing the same thing she did when Dean and her broke up. Keeping she has her list distracted. and she's doing it. Yep. Uh, we do get back to California. Jess is just wandering in, I guess, some random bookstore out of 100 that mm. Jimmy's been searching up and down, finally finds them. They go outside and Jimmy finally starts asking questions. The questions that Sasha told him to ask. Well, yeah. First, he starts lecturing. Yeah. Jess, and I'm like, you can't be a dad out of nowhere, dude. Yeah. You, you can't do this. And it was my first indication of, like, to myself where I was like, Jess is 18. Yeah. He is Possibly not a kid. 19. Possibly 19. He says 18, but he's, I think at this point, 19. Yeah. And, like, where is Jimmy coming from? Like, who the hell is he? But that's just me. <laughs> no, I. Th- th- this is, I think, the scene that solidifies how much I don't like Jimmy, and in, yeah. in in this series. Which I mean, this is the last time we see him. But mm-hmm. he starts asking Jess, "Of are you are you on the run? What are you doing here? Why are you here? Are the cops after you? And all this, this stuff? And Jess, like, no, the cops aren't after me. You showed up in Connecticut. No call. No notice." I'm just doing the same thing you did. Also, mm-hmm. we didn't talk. You showed up, you sat down, and you left. Like, And then it clicks in Jess' mind. Oh, you chickened out. Yeah. And Jess, like, I just need a place to crash. I don't need anything. Just give me a couch somewhere. Sorry, no. Can't do it. You can't do it. Uh, Sasha, blah, 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 this, this, that, that. I'm a loser. Clearly. I, you should not well, yeah. You should not be here with me. Um I'm I a have bad nothing. influence. I just started getting my life together last couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And I have nothing. And Jess goes, You have nothing. I have nothing. Not even graduating high school. Yep. I just got kicked out by Luke. Doesn't have Luke? Doesn't have Luke? Doesn't have his mom. I don't have a bed to sleep on tonight. Heartbreaking. Utterly heartbreaking. And, like, you got to think, like, Luke, this is the tough parenting kind of thing that he has to do right now. But if Jess went up to him and was like, I don't have a bed to sleep tonight, Luke would clear out his own bed for him. Yeah, absolutely. And this is why I think things would have turned out differently. I don't know how differently and I don't know what direction. But Jimmy kind of gives Jess an out, a Mm -hmm. potential something else. And... Because of, at the graduation ceremony, Jess clearly is still in California. So presumably, um, he does stay at Jimmy's for at least a little bit. Yeah, because Jimmy kind of like... He gives in. Lesson. Yeah, he gives in. He has to clear it with Sasha Sasha first. Mm -hmm. Which, Sasha seems to have a heart, so I can't... And and she's already told him to pull out the mattress. Exactly. But Jess is panicking. Yeah. uh, Because he's realized, oh crap. I don't, I'm not going to graduate high school. I'm just going to turn into a bum selling hats on the boardwalk. Well, he saw what his future will be in Jimmy. Yeah, in Jimmy. He's like, oh. Ten dogs and all. This is, this is what left me. Okay. And this is put together. Yeah. What was he before? Like. I'm going to, this is complete speculation. I'm going to guess an alcoholic. Or something. I could see that. Or some kind of addiction. Because they talk about, it's alluded to Liz having some kind of issues. Mm -hmm. 
kind of get with similar mindsets. If Liz had that issue when Jess was a baby, it only makes sense that he would too. Shimmy was a part of it, yeah. Again, pure speculation, no idea. And just because you're friends with somebody who does drugs does not mean you do drugs. I ripped one of my teachers an asshole who assumed I smoked because my brother smoked. Fair. (laughs) But like we said before, these characters are not fleshed out. Yeah. They really have nothing to them. They could have maybe in a different alternate world, but right now, Jimmy's just kind of a loser. There's really nothing else to him. He, Jimmy shows up in his son's life out of nowhere Mm -hmm. after 16, 17 years, does nothing other than announce his presence and then leaves. Mm-hmm. And then when his son follows him, straight up tries to get him to leave. Why are you yep. here? Why are you here? What are you doing? Go away. Poor Jasmine. Like, F you, uh, Jimmy. F you. I wish. I wish we would have gotten that scene of Jess just being like, I'm okay without you. I was okay before you and I'm okay now. Like... I wish we would have gotten that payoff, but we didn't. Um, But continuing with the episode, ending the episode, actually, Rory and and Lorelai finally arrive home. Rory's exhausted, but she still needs to study. Mm -hmm. And Lorelai, let's put it this way. She picks up the yearbook so she doesn't talk about the financial aid stuff. Yeah. Lorelai is currently now this doesn't hold for long because honestly it can't but currently is hiding the financial aid denial yeah and to be fair rory's so stressed i don't blame her right now i don't blame her either it definitely needs to be said right away after graduation but like i get it but again i mean it's not the way rory has been raised it is not her responsibility to make sure her college is paid for is, That's fair. It, it it seems like it's always been Lorelai will take care of it. Mm-hmm. That is not something you need to worry about. Lorelai will take care of it. Here's something, though, because Lorelai is reading through the yearbooks. We get a little bit of dialogue about Amber and Shauna. Um, <laughs> I loved then, you in South Pacific. <laughs> yeah. She's reading a couple more messages, and we find out that Rory is the valedictorian oh, hey. of her class. And that's amazing. And I gotta think, the valedictorian is not gonna go to college because she can't afford it? Absolutely not. No. First off, we didn't mention it earlier, but the Kawasis, I think their name was? Kiwanis. Kiwanis? Okay. It's like a She got a 200... Okay, gotcha. Uh, She got $250 from them. Right? You're telling me this girl did not get one other scholarship? I would have to think she tried. For her to get the right? Kiwana scholarship, unless they just, unless it's the Stars Hollow Kiwanas, and it just Rory is Stars Hollow Golden Child, and we know she's going to Yale, and it was just handed to her. Did she not apply? Did she not try? She would have, and then grants, and not to mention, I mean, this is going back into the seventy-five thousand, but like federal loans, they don't give a shit. They don't care. If you had $75,000 recently, you want a loan, they'll give you a loan. It's they'll predatory. also charge you like crazy. Oh, I you know. Wa- you want to <laughs> go to college? Well, here is all of the money you could possibly want. Start paying yep. it back six months after you graduated at a 10% interest rate. Yep. And in uh, five years when you haven't paid it off and you still owe 
pretty much the same that you owed five years before. Probably well, more because of interest. Whoop. Well, we'll start garnishing your wages. Yep. And you can't declare bankruptcy to get rid of them. Nope. And you, you think you're going to get a slight reprieve from the president who offered it to you. And then it gets blocked in Congress. So, fun times, guys. Fun times. Sandra's I... going through it right now. Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> Rory um, is valedictorian. She is. And she's so stressed that she can't even really celebrate it right now. But Lorelai is like, Rory, get through this couple weeks and then we'll celebrate. Because this is something to celebrate. I am so proud of you. Right. I'm going to let you handle these things right now the way you need to handle them. But just know, I am so proud of you. That is such a big deal. She came in a year late. And struggled a lot yes. at the beginning. And had to compete against Paris. Again, I'm still etch- I'm still sketchy as to how Paris did not get it. Considering yeah. I know Paris was out for a week or two or however long with the whole... CF, but she C-span did all her thing. homework and but she, exactly she so. did all of her homework and mm-hmm. she never had the struggle period as far as we know that rory had at the beginning of a d yeah and that d when you're thinking about like crunching the numbers that way that that's d a, matters that's a 4.0 versus a 3.99 exactly are you comfortable telling what place you got i have no idea okay I did graduate with a 3.75. I know that much. That's good. I only asked because it was a big deal in my school for no reason. And the day that they, like, the honor society kids were called down, they called them down in the PA system and was like, can the following kids come? And everyone knew that we weren't in trouble. We were getting called. This is honors. Yep. And I remember being like, I really want my name to be called. And when it was, I like almost burst in tears. Oh, yeah. The kid behind me thought he was going to be called and then he wasn't. Oh, it was a whole thing. He yeah. did burst into tears. <laughs> yeah, it was a whole thing. But the number placement was such a big deal. And I got number 10. I was 10th nice. in my class. Yeah. And I was so excited. But also in my head, I'm like, that's not good enough. So I was like, I should have been, I'm in the top 10, but I'm 10th. And I was so down on myself. My best friend got salivatorian, mm-hmm. right? And uh, she was so down. That she wasn't valedictorian. She didn't get valedictorian. And her mom, when like she told her, I'm second, I was with her. She goes, that's not first. And it no! was so heartbreaking. So and like destroying because I was 10th, right? I wasn't even second. To be fair, your friend's mom is not your mom. And yeah. I, I've met your mom once. I can totally <laughs> see your mom being super proud of 10. She was super proud of me. And I'm so happy she was proud of me. Um, but it was it's just those those things that parents do. That parents they don't, don't. Right? So I'm so glad that Lorelai was just like, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. All of this hard work came to fruition. It came to something. And you can see Rory kind of tear up i kind of wish you would have been like second or third behind paris yeah because number one more accurate fair but also then we would have seen a parent say hey it's okay to not be perfect yeah because i don't think paris's parents even care maybe Uh, nanny does they weren't at the graduation as far as we know we're not there yet obviously we keep so close i 
We're so close. That was this episode. It's an interesting episode for sure. We're going to talk all about the spinoff next week or the proposed spinoff. I think I bitched a lot, but uh, I did. I do like this episode. (laughs) It's not a bad episode. It's just weird because we get those California scenes and it's so jarring in a Stars Hollowy kind of world. Yeah. But the truth is, starting next season, we leave Stars Hollow. Yeah. So, like, it is a nice, like, intro to that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Emily, we did not ask Jess, so we will see what Jess says the next time we talk to her. But we should talk about Town Person of the Week for this week. Yeah. Do you have anyone? Mine's clearly Rory. So is mine. I think she worked so hard this episode telling grandma off like that. Go like, girl. Not letting Jess leave her in like a broken state. Yeah. And just focusing on school. Getting valedictorian mm. again after starting late. Honestly. The struggle that she had at the beginning. I'm not sure she fully deserved it, but she got it. <laughs> and, and we need to celebrate that. We should. And you know what? It's so stressful. Finals times are so, is so stressful. And she's trying. Oh, and one thing we didn't mention, or we did mm. kind of, she successfully avoided Paris. She did which avoid is, Paris. Especially when all she had, all Paris would have had to do is look to the left, she would have seen her. <laughs> That's impressive in its own. <laughs> well, congrats, Rory. Congrats on almost graduating. Congrats on becoming valedictorian. If only your life continued on this uphill trend. Sorry you don't get your prom. That's heartbreaking. That is heartbreaking. She does not get prom. And prom was a lot of fun. Yeah. I went with a group of girls. I think I mentioned last week we rented a limo for $137 each. It was Mm -hmm. very exciting. It was white. Did your boys match? Did the dresses match the limo? (laughs) I had a black and white dress, so it kind of matched, oh, actually. Here we go. Yeah. And it was a little, it was a weird group mm-hmm. because we had boys mixed in and one of my friends brought her 23-year-old boyfriend. Yeah. Could, but could he get in? They lied and said he was 21. But even 21 shouldn't have been in. I thought 20 21 was and the younger. Cutoff. No, it was 21 and younger for us. Oh, Ooh, yeah. that's sketchy because 21 can still bring in booze. Mm-hmm. That's why the cutoff is 20. Exactly. Normally. And so it was a little weird in that regard, but then we just kind of ignored it and just danced the entire night. Heck yeah. It was so much fun. How oh. was your prom? My my prom was a lot of fun. I went with a friend and it was just a friend's group the entire night. Mm-hmm. We just hung out and danced and then we went to the after prom, which was yep. like a, a Hollywood type. Well, it was, I think it was a Hollywood slash casino theme, um, which was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. And then we went to Waffle House. Nice. D- they mentioned before the senior breakfast in the episode. My mom planned a senior breakfast for us. We didn't have one. At least I don't remember having one. It was after prom. So it was like four o'clock in the morning. Oh, okay. And they served us breakfast. Okay. But yeah, there's no really... That's it for prom talk because we don't get a prom scene. It makes me so sad that Ori does not get a prom scene. Yeah, but she does get valedictorian, so congrats. And that is, as always, officially the episode. (laughs) That is officially the episode. As always, I was Sandra. 
And I was Emily. We will see you next week with the bits. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. This is Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls rewatch podcast with Sandra, Jess, and Emily. You can follow us on Instagram at Town Meeting Pod. Send us an email at townmeetingpod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash townmeetingpod and click message. You can also support us by subscribing to us on Spotify or buying us a cup of coffee on buymeacoffee.com slash townmeeting.